We here at Yash Jesus believe that God doesn't make mistakes. Not with people and not with produce. Which is why we're so excited to be partnering with Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is an online grocer that recovers ugly produce and surplus foods that would otherwise go to waste. And delivers fresh, customizable boxes to your door for up to 30% less than the grocery stores. We're talking farmer's market quality girls. Without the hassle of going out of your house, honey. Without the hassle. And now, Imperfect has expanded to include pantry staples like lentils, rice, olive oil, and bread, you name it, to help round out your shopping. <laughs> girls, I just got my weekly shipment of imperfect produce, and let me tell you. Ooh, spill it, girl, spill it. I got this ugly little watermelon that puts the pretty little peach in Call Me By Your Name to shame. <laughs> That's the tea! Trust me, you're going to want to get in on this. To get your first shipment of perfectly imperfect farm fresh produce, go to imperfectfoods.com and use the promo code YASJESUS. That's Y-A-S-S-J-E-S-U-S. Kings and queens and in-between sinner saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't, but welcome to another diabolical episode of Yas Jesus. It is me, Daniel Francesi, your host. And as always, I'm here with my bestie, Azariah Southward. And girl, come on in, because we got an episode for you today, because we got to talk about Satan. That's right. The devil busy, but come on in. Here we go. Grab a kombucha and a scone. Mm-hmm. Get yourself mm-hmm. comfortable. Mm-hmm. If you're queer as frankincense and myrrh, you are welcome here. If you live in a nice heteronormative life with just a little kink, <laughs> you're more than welcome here. And if you don't think Satan is real or not, then you're welcome here. And if you are reading the news and despairing like me or panicking, or even if you have hope, you are very welcome here. And if you believe the devil is very real and he busy, don't worry about it because here at Yash Jesus, we believe that... God is love and God is in control. Satan didn't make you queer. God did. Satan just gave you homophobia. <laughs> internalized and externalized. Yes, because homosexuality internalized and, ex- and externalized is fun. Uh, <laughs> come on in. Have a good time. Because it, listen up, because it's time for Christian news. Now, we have some new queer Christian numbers for you to grab. Ooh, I love numbers. Yep, get, up, get out your calculator. Because according, <laughs> according to, to my calculations. According to my calculations, according to the UCLA Williams Institute, almost half of LGBTQ adults in the United States are religious. Mm. 5.3 million religious LGBTQ adults in America were either moderately or highly religious, which is 47%. LGBTQ people who were older, black, or lived in the South were most likely to be religious. Well, look at that, Azzy. That's fascinating. You know, you're not alone, girl. I knew. I, you know, it's been so great discovering and and coming into community with and seeing so many LGBTQ Christians, especially like on TikTok. And there's such an, mm-hmm. a great, strong online community. It's, I love it. The I DMs it. are full. Let me tell you, because <laughs> lots of these people are, um, and, you know, well, you know, but the, the, and the in other ways as well, uh, business is good. <laughs> business is good. Uh, yeah. uh, the DMs are full. My DMs are full with people and our DMs are full with people who are listening to the show, who are telling us how much um, mm-hmm. they appreciate a place that they can go and be queer and fellowship anywhere they are. 
And I think that that's an awesome thing that we are able to be a part of with this show. But also, you know, I, I tend to do a lot of posts and stuff centered around body acceptance and, you know, um, sexy modeling thirst trap kind of moments. You know, we all have them. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but somebody was talking to me about their self-love in the DMs and was saying how they appreciate that I'm able to love myself out and open and they wonder when they're going to get there. And I said, what is stopping you from loving yourself? That was the question I asked them. And they had said to me, internalized homophobia due to an evangelical background. And I was like, girl, do I got the show for you? (laughs) And he didn't even know about our podcast yet. He was a fan of mine. And I'm like, if you're a fan of mine, you need to know. Like, and start spreading the word, you guys, to other people who you think are queer and Christian in your circles that might like to listen to us. Because this, we got to get some of these messages out there. So I sent him our, your body is a queer temple episode. And he said he's going to get to listening to that. So I think that's really awesome because we're trying to find an episode for anything. And remember, you could all you all could send us your suggestions for episodes anytime um, at yasjesuspod.com. Now, you can even now record on there. So please always uh, step in and do that with us. But I'm happy to hear that we're not alone, Azzy. I'm happy to hear that these are new Christian numbers, queer Christian numbers. Yeah, and I think something important to note is that there is a lot of LGBTQ people that are still in non-affirming communities. And uh, and if you are not aware that there's an affirming community around you, there are resources that can help guide you there. That's all, that's So I want to add that. And, and some I mean, of those resources are like churchclarity.org. Yes, that's what I was um, going to say. We always love to talk about church clarity here. Yes. Um, we want to be clear about where you are and attending and making sure that these places not just let you in the door, but let you in their hearts. Yeah. So I just wanted to... So put that out there but it's and in addition to tiktok i'd be remiss if i did not mention the growing um queer christian audience that i've been experiencing on reddit um mm-hmm. get out to reddit if you if you have you know if you want to ask some questions and 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 uh and anonymously you know same thing here you could always ask us something anonymous we will never reveal if you don't want to reveal and we'll shout you out if you want that we just want you to be comfortable and enjoy yourself well, you guys, this is time for our praise report and our prayer request. This is the part of the show where we thank God for something or we ask God for something. And in your moments of gratitude and in your moments of ask and prayer, we ask that you include uh, these uh, praise reports and prayer requests in your personal prayer um, in our community. Because, you know, we're mighty in numbers. Azariah, what's our uh, prayer request? This is from Ian. I know y'all aren't pastors of a church, but can I say you're my pastors? Because you both are great. I love your take on everything. Also, this podcast has renewed my faith in Jesus. Now, mm. Ian, that's encouraging. We're definitely not pastors. Yeah, we're not. No, don't. Yeah. <laughs> but to hear that this has renewed your faith in Jesus, that's a beautiful thing. And so welcome. And we are renewing our faith as well and deconstructing. So we coach your I'm, siblings in Christ. And if you have questions and stuff, we'll all try to figure them out together, but we don't, yeah. we're not claiming to be uh, spiritual leaders, but we love that we can, you can come fellowship with us anyway. Um, I think that's really an awesome thing. Uh, speaking of awesome things I want to f- be excited about, I have our praise report. I want to give praise just because I just heard about the school of one in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. It is creating a space for students who identify as LGBTQ. And since they're starting out during a global pandemic, the school's virtual and remote, but leaders of the school hope to run a hybrid program. And they have some students at the LGBT Community Center in Cleveland meeting up. And I think that that's incredible. I love Um, that. 
you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. We started this show during the pandemic and I think that it's such an awesome thing. Uh, what people can do when they get together and use your ingenuity and prayer and voice uh, to create a safe space and a cool thing for people. And it's just so awesome. All of the new things that we have. What a great environment dynamic to be able to grow up in. Speaking of new features, I'd like to just remind you guys to please leave us a voice message with your praise report or your prayer request. And you can add your voice. We can hear your voice on this show. Uh, Please do that at AskJesusPod.com. And now it's time for the scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh, oh. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh. It's soul food. And the scripture of the day comes to us from 1 Peter 5 8 as a discipline yourselves. Keep alert. Like a roaring lion, your adversary, the devil, prowls around looking for someone to devour. Dang, that's a warning. Mm-hmm. How, how big was Satan in your church growing up? Um, you know, our freaking Deacon Ross says that Satan isn't really talked about a lot in the Lutheran church, but he suspects that it's a bigger deal for evangelicals or Pentecostals. And yeah, you you suspect correctly, freaking Deacon Ross. Oh, honey. My pastor used to invite me to come up to the altar and stomp on the devil's head. Like, it was as real as your <laughs> as anything else the devil was taken very seriously you know there's this one thing that my mom used to always tell me of how you can tell what is the devil and what is of god and she said azariah if you feel that something is gently leading you like a shepherd that's jesus mm-hmm. if you feel that you are being driven like a cowboy herding cattle that's the devil <laughs> <laughs> and wow, I always say that, that again. Was say that again. That's interesting to me. Say that again. She said that when you feel that you are gently led, and that you are not being forced or pushed into doing something like a shepherd leading his flock, that's Jesus. But when you feel that you are driven to do something, and that it's chaos and out of con- you know control, out of control, right? That's the devil. I don't so, know. Fully agree with that, but that is such an incredible perspective. I think, like, yeah, she just. I always thought it was an interesting way to say the devil's like the cowboy; he'll drive you to do things. Jesus is like a shepherd; he'll lead you. You know, so mm. I, well, that's how I was taught about the devil. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, our scripture of the day describes him as a prowling lion seeking to devour. That Satan is a sneaky one, but who is this Satan character? I mean, he appears all over the Bible, and he keeps showing up in our lives, or at least a lot of people give him a lot of credit. The relationship between God and Satan is complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> Where does Satan first appear in the Bible? Lots of people say that the serpent in the Garden of Eden was Satan. But you know what? The Bible never says that. So, it's so the snakes in, 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 in Adam and Eve, the whole snake situation, the Bible doesn't say that. Right. It consistently calls the serpent the serpent. But it does describe him as more cunning than any of the creatures of the field that the Lord God had made. Genesis three one. He's like a little Voldemort looking, maybe. <laughs> like maybe like, <laughs> like just one there's like one there's Adam, Eve, and then Satan. Right, right, right. He looks like me, sort of, but there's something off and cold about him. Um, but lots of people 
say that. So um, God made the serpent, but that doesn't make the serpent the devil. And the serpent is never called Satan in Genesis. And Satan is a character that ends up showing up later in the Bible. So when Adam and Eve were caught eating the apple in the Garden of Eden, they did a little bit of a blame game. Mm-hmm. So after the the serpent, <laughs> see, I almost called the serpent Satan, but after the serpent, like the Bible says, seduced Eden, Genesis 3.12 says, the man said, the woman who you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit from the tree and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent tricked me and I ate. Sounds like a modern excuse you, you might have used. How often have you heard a phrase like, the devil made me do it? <laughs> the devil made you do what? These are your bad choices. Yeah, but here's the trippy part. In the book of Job, God and Satan made a bet. So God is bragging about how great Job is. And Satan says, that's only because... So Satan comes to the throne room of God and, you know, says to God, Let's, you know, see what, how Job reacts and God agrees. So in Job 1, 6, um, it says here, like, 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 I mean, in a weird way, always like, like, why doesn't God just say, no, let's not see that. Go back to bed. You know what I mean? Like, why does God humor Satan all the time? Well, I think, hmm, let me wonder about this for, Okay. Let's keep going, but let's let's wander. Let's wander. Okay. I don't want to take you away from the story at hand because right now here we are. This is an interesting scenario. Okay, mm-hmm. so they say they're going to make a bet, and uh, and God's saying, "Oh, Job's so awesome. He's amazing. He's this." And Satan says, "That's only because you have blessed him. Take away all the good stuff and see if he's so great anymore." And God says, "Okay, let's test it." So they're gonna, they're, they're just going to test it. And one day the heavenly beings came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came among them. Oh, wait, so Satan gets to present himself before the Lord? If Satan is God's enemy, why does he get like these invitations to all the heavenly brunches? <laughs> I mean, I want an invitation to the heavenly brunch. I bet they serve really good chicken and waffles. In Job 1-7, the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking up and down on it. Okay, so God and Satan are just chatting like, oh, hey, Satan, like, where have you been? You know, just like walking around, keeping it real, checking out the scene. And then God brags about how great Job is to Satan, and Satan is not impressed. So in Job 1, 8, verse 11, the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. Then Satan answered the Lord, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not put a fence around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. Stretch out your hand now and touch all that he has, and he will curse you Ugh. to your face. So here's where the bet comes in. God decides to let Satan take away everything that Job has. Job loses his family, his home, his riches, all because God and Satan made a bet about whether Job would curse him or not. The Lord said to Satan, very well, all that he has is in your power. 
Only do not stretch out your hand against him. Oh, so he can touch him. He's like... Right, so, so... So wait, so did Job curse God? Well, hang on. So, uh... Yes, he could not touch Job, but he could touch everything else. So Satan went out from his presence of the Lord and did, you're asking, so did Job curse God? Yeah. That's a whole episode by itself. So there's a lot of talking that happens after this. Lots of people want Job to curse God and he even gets close, but we'll have to do this for a baked Bible study. I'm so down. I'm so down. Okay, 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 yeah. We'll have to leave in suspense, okay? Okay, 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 okay. Or you can just go read the book of Job in the Bible for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So that's not only the time that... That's not the only time that Satan appears. Satan pops in every so often in the Old Testament. And here's an example from the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 3 through 5. Then he showed me the high priest Joshua standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to accuse him. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, O Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is not this man a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was dressed with filthy clothes as he stood before the angel. Oh, he's filthy! He stood before God, or even one of the angels, with dirty clothes. Mm -hmm. And the angel said to those who were standing before him, take off his filthy clothes. Now this is getting interesting. This is the stripping part of the Bible. (laughs) And to him, he said, see, I have taken your guilt away from you and I will clothe you with festal apparel. Ooh, festal apparel? Is that like the gay apparel that we hear when it's like, fa la 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 la, you're gay apparel. (laughs) Is that that what festal apparel looks like? Well, it says, and I said, let them put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head and clothed him with the apparel and the angel of the Lord was standing by. Oh, so festal apparel is a clean turban. Cool, cool, cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In the Old Testament, Satan is the accuser. Like you think of this as a courtroom with God as a judge, Satan would be the prosecutor. He's there to tell God all the bad things we've done. This reminds me of a Carmen music video. He's like, boom, boom, sort of like the elf on the shelf for Santa. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But there is a time when Jesus and Satan meet up. Right after Jesus is baptized, the book of Matthew says, Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The devil gives him several tempting offers, and Jesus finds a sassy clapback for each one. I love Jesus' sassy clapbacks. <laughs> the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by the very word that comes out of the mouth of God. Wow, deep man, like really deep. You want another hit? <laughs> then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple. Six saying to, so verse six, saying to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. On their hands, they will bear you up so you will not dash your foot against a stone. That is really a passage of scripture. 
it comes from Psalms 91.12. So Satan is quoting scripture back to oh, Jesus. Okay, so he's like, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down for, it's, for it is written, like in the Bible, he will mm-hmm. command his angels concerning you and mm-hmm. on their hands they will bear you up. So you would not, okay, so he's saying, we're going to test the word of God right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Satan is that annoying kid on the playground that comes up to you and says, oh yeah, well you can do a triple axle mm-hmm. jump split. Come on, let's see it. I knew that kid was Satan. (laughs) So, okay, so that's really a passage of scripture. Yeah, from Psalm 9112. Okay, so Satan's quoting the scripture back. See that that see, that tells you that just knowing the Bible isn't really a marker of what's right. Satan can do it. (laughs) That's right, Judy. Just because you can (laughs) quote a verse of scripture doesn't make you right, Karen, to read your scripture. (laughs) Donna, mm-hmm. and discern mm-hmm. your heart, not in your heart, Judy. That's right. And Jesus said to him, again, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. See, so he, Jesus has an answer for everything. You better remember that, Judy. You better remember it because he shut the de- devil down. He's saying to Satan, you know what? You know the word. I know the word too. And here's what the word is. I am the Lord your God. That's and right, Judy. dare test me. You hear him, Judy? <laughs> So again, the devil, being the devil that he is, took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Away with you, Satan. It's like Bianca Del Rio. Like, not today, <laughs> Satan. I mean, Bianca knows her Bible. That's the Bianca international mm-hmm. version, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yes, Jesus, but does even better than that because he's Jesus. And with sass, with Satan is not Jesus. over. Sass. Yes. Jesus is sass with Satan. Jesus uses his Jesus. <laughs> oh, I'm on that Jesus right now. Matthew 16, Jesus has a little heart to heart with his disciples. Matthew 16, verse 13 through 14. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, but others, Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah. Or one of the prophets. That's a pretty promising start to this conversation. They're telling Jesus what people are saying about him. It's a little middle schooly, gossipy, like, what did he say about me? Like, mm-hmm. in the exact same way that he said it. <laughs> like, I'm going to, like, braid your hair as you're, like, writing the diary. Like, yeah, tell me how he said it. But where is the Satan? Is this just Jesus and the disciples gabbing and gossiping? We're getting to it. So Jesus asked an even more vulnerable question. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Oh, that's sweet. Simon Peter got it right. Yeah, at first, but it it doesn't last. So read on. We're jumping down to verse 21. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed. And on the third day, he would be raised. In 
And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned down and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Ooh, ouch, that took a turn. Um, Ooh, get behind me, Satan. I've heard people say that, like, get behind me, Satan. Oh, yes, I like honey. That. I might adopt that into my vernacular. That was Peter, daily language in our household growing up. <laughs> Peter went from recognizing Jesus as the Messiah to then being called Satan. Have you ever called anyone Satan? That sounds like the worst insult you can use. Do you know what? I did call someone Satan before. Mm. I Who? did. Some of you, some, <laughs> I think like, there was this friend that wasn't good for me, and I knew he wasn't a good friend for me. And I had just gotten this new boyfriend, and I had just been on this diet, and all these things. And I went to his house, and he had all of these foods that I couldn't eat, like all prepared for me. Like he meant to do the right thing. But then he also was like, hey, you know who'd love to see you? And he brought up like a guy from my past. And I was like, I told you I have a boyfriend. I was like, thanks, Satan. And I, it just came out of my mouth. But I realized he was mm-hmm. offering me all of these things that were so mm-hmm. bad for me and what a toxic friendship it really was. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that was, and I, well, one of the best things to do when you don't want to talk to somebody or you have somebody that's like a um, narcissist or a uh, uh, sociopath in your life, God forbid, and you have that in your life is to put, them as Satan in your phone. Have you ever done that? <laughs> no, I've never done that, but that's not a bad idea. It's really you know? cool because if you have Satan as a contact in your phone, then you you can add like five numbers. So you, like every like just people who you don't really so when they call, just be like, oh Satan's calling me. I have to be prepared for this. Like <laughs> it's just a little reminder. I always put people in by their names, but you know, like I don't believe that anybody is, you know, we're not saying, um, and I think I can speak for you here, Danny, that people are Satan, but they can, they can bring up those things that drive you to do the things that are not right or healthy or balanced or well for you. Yeah. A good quick thing that you can just add, if you have a daily prayer, just to remind yourself mentally, um, is just to say, Lord, put a watch over my mouth, you know, remind, you know, hold my tongue when I, or remind me to watch my words and to use my words. I that I'm mad. I am. I am mad. And I, yeah. I like, sometimes I'm just like, I need to learn how to like put a little latch key on that. Yeah. But people are not Satan, but we can often do his work for him. Can't we? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was known as like actually Satan, but I do think that Satan is a way to get to you. Fun Lutheran fact from uh, the freaking deacon is that Martin Luther has a quote. I resist the devil, and often it is with a fart that I chase him away. (laughs) 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 Martin Luther loved Yes, I love that. Oh, (laughs) just a quick side note. It's a little side story. When, man, back in high school days, when I was trying to, you know, going through conversion therapy and trying to control my thoughts, you know, all the things that conversion therapy teaches you. I used to have this prayer that I would say under my breath each time. Um, and it was a lot and it would be, I rebuke that thought. I resist the devil and I take a power and authority over and take it and bring it into captivity and rebuke it in Jesus name. You know, like it was always, oh, there's, it's, it's a, it's real girl. It's real. It's real but girl. if you can chase Satan away with any of these words, all you need is a clean turban and a fart. Maybe <laughs> that might be the only thing. Then Satan can't have much power. The devil doesn't make you do anything. You have the power to control your life and your choices. Yeah. At the most, the absolute most that Satan can do is whisper in your ear, 
And yes, that can be the voice of self-doubt, the voice of judgment, internalized homophobia or transphobia. It can be healthy habits taking hold in your head, but you are stronger, more powerful than Satan any day. It might not feel that way always, but it's true. Oh, you guys, for your tithe, your love offering, your charity acting good this week, please send us your best Satan insult. You've heard, get behind me, Satan, away with you, Satan, Bianca Del Rio is not today, Satan. What else you got? Too blessed to be stressed, too anointed to be disjointed. What do you got? Give it to us. We want to know it at yashjesuspod.com. Um, now we have Satan's busy. And now, yeah, and the devil busy. The devil, devil busy. busy. <laughs> you guys, uh, please uh, uh, bow your heads and join us for the closing prayer. Um, Lord, uh, may we please ask uh, to have a good retort to chase Satan away from our hearts and our minds. To help us remember that Satan has no power over us because we are wholly claimed and we are loved by our creator. Lord, we want to pray for those 5.3 million religious LGBTQ adults in America to just remember that we aren't alone and we want to let them know that they are not alone. We'd like to pray for Ian, that he continue to find pastors who can restore his faith in Jesus and thankfulness that Yas Jesus can be his temporary pastors for a while. <laughs> um, yeah, and that we can be his community. Absolutely. School of One, Ezzy. Yeah, and so we also just bless School of One. And God, we ask that you give them and supply them with everything that they need because these are trying times. Bless the students, give them what they need, their resources, as well as the teachers. And we pray that programs like this can thrive so that way our LGBTQ spirits and community and people can thrive as well. Um, Lord, just protect us all. And thank you again for having us all be together. We are so grateful uh, that we could all be here. Uh, Father God, amen. Awesome. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, y'all, for listening to another episode of Yash Jesus. You can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at YashJesusPod.com. You can now leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website, YashJesusPod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show. So drop us a line and send us a recording on YashJesusPod.com. Send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, episode ideas, guest ideas, or even just a, oh, the devil busy. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Yash Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Francesi, and Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the Freakin' Deacon Ross Murray. Special thanks to Sophie Serrano and Meredith Pauly. Yash Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bastillos, and Steve Michaels. Keep praising the Lord, y'all. Bye.